there are so many ways to get traffic and basically get attention to your product, your course, your podcast, your book, your service, your anything. It's all an attention game. And there are multiple ways, many free and many paid, that can get you that attention. This is The E-Commerce Leader, a show for you, the owner of a thriving online business. In this shorter episode, we bring you our hot takes on topical and central e-commerce subjects, fresh from our expert panel, Chris Green, Jason Miles, Kyle Hamer, and myself, Michael Easy. Let's jump in. Today's sponsor is Eva, the most intelligent Amazon scaling toolkit online. Amazon sellers need exact, quick-to-read profit reports. Many sellers already pay a lot of money for these. Eva has world-class finance analytics with crystal-clear graphs included at no extra cost. Eva serves hundreds of seven-figure sellers, averaging a 51% increase in profits. To get a 15-day free trial, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com ba.com forward slash eva hello there folks we are talking today about organic versus paid traffic which is better and why we've asking deliberately obviously a versus b question what i'm going to be interested in is just to see if actually there's any sort of middle ground or a combination of the two which is yeah going to be my thinking about it chris how are you doing you fresh from your launch of uh, book as a course of course as a book although i guess you could do book as a course oh, yeah. <laughs> i've got the first shipment of, uh, of books that came in yours should be coming soon exciting. some people are getting them fast i'm looking uh, forward to it yeah I, I started listening to the udemy course today and i'm loving it already i, I really like the mindset component that you built in there it's, it's fantastic so I, I think you're spot on with that so yeah it'd be fas fa fascinating to follow how that works for your launch there's a bonus tip for everybody <laughs> <laughs> listening as jason comes in uh i self-published through amazon it's through you can't hear me and colin and even though michael is over in the uk on london time and doing all the i actually explained bonnet and boot to my my daughter today on the way to school and <laughs> i was able to send you a copy it actually ships from germany i don't know if they always ship from germany or if they're going to eventually ship from the uk but even though i am here in the us without any inventory other than the ones that i just got i can go on amazon place an order for what's called an author copy and say yeah i want it in the uk and then my same amazon.com login will work on amazon.co.uk i get michael's out. address i put it in and amazon at cost like eleven dollars Ships, Michael, a copy, mm -hmm. and I don't have to do anything, and I don't have to spend thirty-five dollars on US to UK postage. I don't have to fill out customs no. forms. I don't have to no, wait I, three weeks yeah. for it to get there. It comes up in your door from the US occasionally. It's so opposite to the US's relationship with the world. We can hop straight yeah. into organic because I, I like the you framed it at the beginning. Which one is best, yeah. right? Like like we're looking yeah. for an answer. And like most things, and I used to be a very kind of black and white thinker. I've mellowed and gone very gray on pretty much everything <laughs> lately. But that's the same thing. There's not a best because I don't want people to go black and white thinking and be like, oh, they said this one and then only do one because there's no only one. You can do organic and uh, paid as well. Or you could do one or the other. And if certainly if somebody doesn't have uh, a marketing budget or any experience, they don't want to like, you know, get in paid ads right away, they can certainly go with the organic route. Uh, but it's not an either or. People need to think in the scale of, of time that like what works today is going to work tomorrow. What am I, I able to do today that maybe I can't do until the future? Once the future comes along, I'm going to adjust my strategy and think that way instead of Hey, Jason, I need to know what the best strategy for traffic is. And that's the only one I'm going to do. And 10 years from now, I'm not going to consider it. That's crazy talk. 
right? There are so many ways to get traffic and basically get attention to your product, your course, your podcast, your book, your service, your anything. It's all an attention game. And there are multiple ways, many free and many paid, that can get you that attention. So people need to match up the ones that best suit their personal strengths, their personal budget, their personal goals. And that's what I'd like to talk about today is help people match up things that work for them best uh, combined with a strategy of, okay, what would I like to be doing six months from now, 12 months from now, 24 months from now? And like really have a plan. Sounds like great stuff. I, it, yeah, I, I think uh, it is useful to divide things up. I'm going to put this as sort of meta level reflection. There's an old Taoist saying, and I love Taoist philosophy because he seems like quite, they seem like cool characters somehow. I used to do Tai Chi, so that's my only really deep connection with it. And there was a, a story about a butcher and the, the sort of amateur hacks away at, at things and they see only a big lump. And after about a month, they have to throw their knives away and start again. The professionals see distinctions. They see lots of different, but they understand the anatomy and that they can cook up very cleanly and they can keep their knives sharp for a year. You said, but the Taoist people just both at the same time and they never need to throw the knives away because they know exactly where their spaces are. And so to your point, without be being too weird and pretentious about it, what the hell am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is at the simplest possible level, it's just internet marketing. What on earth is it? It's a big lump. Then we have to get to the stage where we break it into pieces and we do versus organic and that is valuable and for a lot of us we're still figuring out those distinctions but in the end i think you've got to synthesize it all together that's my, my take on it now more more concretely <laughs> um i'm an amazon focused guy so that's what i'm going to speak to some points might be transferable to other systems on the amazon platform i say you can't really in my experience separate paid ads from organic in a pure way because the organic seo algorithm on amazon responds strongly to paid ads now allegedly as i understand it on google that was stopped by probably some antitrust legislation quite a long time ago but i don't know if that's true or not practical points then some people therefore are paying too much for ads that aren't performing because they're not making sure their organic seo side is good so their opportunity is really great thorough keyword research make sure your listings optimized to rank organically and doing some great cro work so conversion rate optimization so whoever lands on it gets the sale there's no substitute for good products and great reviews obviously some people aren't doing any paid ads and they obviously have an opportunity there and some big sellers like some nearly eight figure sellers in in the mastermind here are really not doing any paid advertising we're gently persuading them to try out in small chunks with limited budgets Final point I would say is that Amazon, and I don't think it's the only pl ad platform, but it's the one I know, is getting very expensive to Amazon uh, advertise on. If you're comparing year on year, you might be seeing maybe in some cases a 50% rise year on year. And even compare with 24 months ago, it might be even more. So I don't think that's going away because Amazon needs our money. That's one of the profit centers. So the implications are, if you're going to use them, get good at Amazon ads. You can't be slack and make sure your SEO and CRO works really good. And to your point, Jason, Chris, sooner or later, you're going to need to get good at off Amazon organic traffic because it's going to be a harder and harder to make Amazon ads profitable. Oh, this is such a fun topic. I think that here's ultimately, here's the truth. Everybody would do organic traffic if they could because it's going to be the cheapest. If you gave me a choice and said, hey, do you want organic sales on Amazon or paid? I'm like, I'll take organic because I don't want to pay for it. If I'm on Google, would you like organic Google traffic or would you like to pay for it? I'm going to take organic all day long, right? Like it's going to be the cheapest, uh, most profitable traffic. The, the challenge is building organic traffic uh, to scale that will matter significantly to your business takes time and it takes a growing expertise 
And ultimately, when you're getting started with a brand or you're launching your product or you're trying to get it out of the gate, you don't want to take that much time, ultimately, in typical scenario. And that's why we sort of optimize to paid traffic, right? Because the net, the con of paid traffic to what Michael had said is that it is in fact expensive and getting more so as you get more competition. But the pro for it is that you can adjust it, like you can turn it up and you can turn it down. And so you have really fine tuned controls if you're trying to scale something uh, into it. So when you're starting out from scratch, paid traffic is probably one of the few ways, there are a few, but definitely paid traffic is one of them where you can actually get visibility for your products or services uh, without having to worry about writing blog posts or getting backlinks. So if you're trying to build organic rank on Google or creating really pillar content or getting positioned properly on Amazon. So that's really the pro con. I think it's about speed. I would say this too. One of the main reasons why I think we fail or make not fail, but make paid traffic harder than it should be is because we don't get, we don't have clear outcomes and goals with it at the beginning. And we don't really understand the numbers that need to work to make it viable. And I think if, if we do that early enough before we even pay, send a, spend a single dollar on any paid traffic, we know clearly this is the outcome we want to drive for. This is the, the, the costs and these are the numbers that are going to make it work. What, are we, what can we afford to spend to acquire a sale or to get an email opt-in? then you know, we're basically wasting our time and money and energy. And that's unfortunate. But that's what we, all of us do because we jump in and we think we're going to get a result. That's my hot take. So Jason, you're with us. Fantastic. Uh, what are your uh, hot takes? Page versus organic traffic? A very contentious question in its own phrasing. Which is best? Yeah, I look at this as a framework of like good, better, best. And there's actually three things I think that are in my mind. One is the, like the bottom rung on the ladder is paid traffic. The second better option is organic traffic, but there's actually a third step in the ladder that most people don't think about. And that's what you might call self-liquidating leads. It's a clunky, weird phrase, but it's the type of traffic that pays you to come through the door. We, you get paid for them to be added to your community or your list. That is the ultimate a traffic source. So I would rank order them that paid, then organic, and then self-liquidating and happy to break down self-liquidating and talk about examples and and get into the uh, the, or the best of organic as well. But there you go. That's my thought. That sounds like certainly something we should follow up on. So I'll hold you to telling me about so what used to be called the SLO, right? So self-liquidating offer, beloved of info marketers since I've been learning about internet marketing for sure. So let's circle back round for takes round two. Any thoughts on the things we've heard so far, Chris? Let's come back to you first. I've dealt a lot with people with the organic traffic being pretty early to FBA, being early to Merch by Amazon, being early to KDP, and got a lot of benefits by being early, by being the only result for FBA in books, being the only result for multiple keywords for Merch by Amazon t-shirt designs. And that was really exciting because it was like really easy. Amazon's just giving us all this traffic. And it's easy to get lulled to sleep a little bit and be like, oh, my stuff must be amazing. It's like, no, it's just that you don't have any competition. So you got to you know, be able to know when you're in that zone. So you can say, okay, this isn't going to work in the future. There's going to be more books about FBA. There's going to be more Father's Day t-shirts on Amazon instead of just this, these one page of 30. I'm on page one. Amazing. It's like you're on page one because there's nothing else to put on page one. 
So I've, I've seen people get, and myself wrapped up in that and thinking, oh my gosh, my stuff's much better than it really is. And I think you classify that as either you, have you earned organic traffic or did you get lucky and get some organic traffic? Are you the, there are not many results on the internet. So Google shows you on page one, you probably you might just be lucky and early to something versus really earning it and being like, hey, if you're searching for this, Amazon is telling you this product is exactly what you want. And Amazon knows it because of the conversion rates, because of the reviews, because of the low returns, because of all of those things where you really earn that result and you don't have to pay for it. But at the same time, I remind people all the time, Amazon and Google, they don't owe us anything. If all of a sudden they don't show us in search results, there's nothing we can do about it. We can't go to them and say, no, we're the number one result. We're a much better book. And so they don't care. It's an algorithm. They're always trying to update it and make it better. But if it's not showing our product, even though it used to, there's not much you can do about it. So I always remember that. Amazon does not owe us anything. If we get that organic traffic, great. But that's why you should aim for that, but then have a paid ad strategies on the back end. Because if you can always pay for traffic, then you're always going to be in business. Because what works today may not work tomorrow, but you can adjust. You can do what works tomorrow and what works next year and what works 10 years from now. And I don't want people to get wrapped up and say, hey, this works today. I'm going to do this forever. What worked 20 years ago on the internet doesn't work today. So have that short term, yeah, this is going to work for the you know the foreseeable future, but it may not work long-term future. So always be willing to adjust your strategies, always be willing to learn, always be willing to listen to experts and experiment. And you know, sometimes that means spending money without getting results. And people got to be okay with doing that if you want to have a long-term strategy. It's it's a complicated topic. And saying I mean spending money without results is a frustrating thing. But I, I guess the only thing I would nuance I'd add to that is results are in the form of that you always get results. It just may not be the one you want. You're always <laughs> going to get data from it. And if you're smart enough to learn from that and not run for the hills, I guess that's when you really get to adjust. Kyle, hot takes or responses? Yeah, no, I think that uh, it's a good call out, like getting responses and, and Michael, you'll always get responses. One of the benefits though of paid advertising is you get immediate feedback relatively quickly. You can get, you'll know whether or not your ad is going to get like the clicks that you are expecting or the engagement that you're hoping for within a few days. And then it can scale out and you can see how it performs maybe over a 30 day, 60 day period. If you're doing anything organic, usually, now there are a few exceptions. There are a few exceptions that exist, I think on the internet today for organic traffic, but most of the organic work you're doing, you're building content, you're slowly working towards it. And it can take a long time for you to see the results that you're looking for. And you and the feedback can be a little bit slower. Now, sometimes it is quick. For example, I think that TikTok, organic sort of the virality of that platform and some of the stuff with Instagram Reels can give you pretty immediate feedback. If you pr- create or produce content or work with an influencer, produce amazing content and it pops It'll pop pretty quickly and you're going to get really great feedback and that's going to be organic. It's going to stay there. And then you can choose to layer on paid traffic to keep it going if you want to. But that's an example of like quick organic. But, you know, SEO work with Google could take you six months, nine months, a year, two years of process to really get the information you need to know whether or not you're totally on track and where you want to go. So. I do think that you do get feedback. I do agree with that. And I love, I think we should definitely push into the self-liquidating uh, offer concept because that is that is something that if everyone begins to understand that for their business, they can definitely unlock stuff. Yeah, excellent. So let me just jump in quickly on that. So Jason, we'll come to you in a second. I just wanted to talk about paid versus organic. Still seeing Kyle 
here. Yeah, just quickly, a couple of things. To your point, Kyle, at the speed of feedback is interesting, which for me relates back to the whole financial question you raise of whether it's going to be profitable or not and going with a clear set of objectives and clear criteria and KPIs that you're going to hit, clear numbers are going to hit in order to know whether it's going to be sustainable or not. First thing, people who do Google SEO at scale have to buy um, writers in because you can't do it at scale yourself and run a business because it's a full-time job or more than which means i know people that have spent 10 20 fifty thousand dollars on seo work and to your point they aren't really going to know for quite a while whether it's going to pay off so paid versus organic is a useful distinction but i guess what we mean is pay per click or pay-per-view advertising versus the slog and probably paying for organic positioning. To the point of the finances of a funnel, I've got a, a, a thing that I use called Giru. I could even show you for those of you who can see this. You won't see this on uh, call-in, obviously, but it's a frightening looking thing. But what it does is you can set up a, a funnel and then run based on the percentages that uh, convert at different stages of the funnel and the money that you make or spend on ads or and then spend, make back on products you can see the overall profitability or not of the funnel i think that this is a rather frightening version of what most of us need to do which is the whole thing of trying to work out whether an overall strategy overall set of advertising plus whatever other things go into the mix is going to make us money or not which really jason i think brings us to your self-liquidating offer or self-liquidating funnel so tell us about that yeah yeah sure happy to mention it i just jotted down i think there's eight things that fall into that category just as my quick back of the post-it note brainstorming here suggests i'll rattle them off and maybe you guys have more approaches to self-liquidating leads and the general concept is again you don't pay for this they pay you now you have to work there there is you might call it earned <laughs> leads because there is work involved and in the old fashioned broadcast media there was paid earned and owned types of content so this kind of these fall into sort of the earned or worked for but let me just mention them we do a summer all of these actually all of these i think i could say we do all of them except one in our businesses the first one is offer a free digital item and then have a paid upsell this is a shopify specific strategy you can use um uh, Zipify one-click upsell. You can use bold product upsell. You give away the free thing and then you upsell. And on average, 5% of the people will take the upsell. And that in mass pays all the new entrants. And many people come in free and they won't buy the item that time that you offer it free. But the next time you offer something that maybe they will pay or, or, or buy something, if that makes sense. Uh, the second idea is running challenges. Cha a challenge through a click funnel where there's a bump or a one-time offer, an upsell in essence, and the front-end challenge is free to people, but some people will take the upsell. Again, creates a scenario in which that campaign is paid for in totality by the people who do pay, but many people free ride free. That's like a freemium model, you could call it in a way. Technically, freemium model is another one. So this is a, that's a ninth idea. The third one would be a contest, just straight a contest. And will that pay for itself? It can if you include a coupon code for all the entrants to your product. That's this little pro tip. Have a contest. The entrants get a coupon code to your website. And then they use that coupon code and boom, you've got self-liquidating leads coming through the door. The fourth thing, these are more for digital marketers, but you could create a course like on Udemy. Courses on Udemy, then they pay you on Udemy and it's building your list. Same thing for Kindle eBooks. Chris, you think about this, of course, with all your work is a Kindle book is content on Amazon. You get money for it, but you're also building your leads. You could always be a speaker at events. 
trade shows, conferences, industry events. You can blog on a, so that's six. You could blog on a platform like Substack or the blogging platforms that now pay you to, you, you have subscriptions for your, your blogging rather than just doing it old school, like on WordPress or your own website. And then the eighth thing I would say is you could do a YouTube channel and you could be paid by YouTube. And all those people who follow and find you on YouTube, really, if you think about it, you're getting money from YouTube and they're being added to your prospect. So those are eight. I'm sure you guys probably have more. I don't know. Just uh, thoughts on any of that. Open to ideas. Uh, the free plus shipping book funnel. Hmm. That's, that's my favorite one because yeah, it involves probably. physical products. Yep. It involves like getting something in their hands versus mm-hmm. digital. I don't get that excited about PDFs, but I love the Kindle version as well because it's a product on Amazon. So it's got like an anchor price. It's just like cost money. And like mm-hmm. I got it. Oh, this is really cool. So that's there's nine. So the ninth that thing. Free plus shipping. Not yeah. everybody is, I don't want to say not capable of writing a book, but not everybody's willing to sit down and yeah. do the work to yeah. create a book type product that is a sales letter. That yeah. is not just fluff promotional material. It's got to have real information. And this is yeah. why I put out a, a post. I took 40 of the most famous people that I could find that are published on Amazon, whether ghost writers or whatever, it doesn't matter. But they see the power in having a book. Mm-hmm. There's so much power in having a book. And then you use that for marketing. Like yeah. it, it doesn't have to be a, a profit center of your book, but the, the things that your book opens up to you and the, the organic and paid traffic options that you have being on Amazon as a published author with a prime eligible print on demand product with a digital Kindle. The, the There's just so many things. That's a, that's a topic for another day. Or else I'm just going to keep yeah, totally. and ranting on it. Just one, one response. The, the reason self-liquidating leads are so powerful is because if you get them to work, they fuel your marketing at huge scale. And that's a complete and total game changer because then you've got front end dollars coming right in the door that are, it's basically ramping or scaling your marketing budget instantly. And that's very different than an expense in your P&L for marketing that you blow through. And then you're like, wow, we don't have any more dollars for advertising. Self-liquidating leads are the opposite. It creates a fund instantly for you. So anyway, sorry. I was just going to jump in there and, and Kyle, then I get your takes on this just to your point you just made, Jason. I, I think it's interesting that I can't help thinking these days that a lot of the value of thought that goes into business consulting or thinking about your own business, but away from the desk, as it were, away from the, the office, which is one of the things we do in the mastermind, obviously, literally get people to leave their office and let their staff run their business for the day, is this, that thinking about the meta systems. Thank you, camera. Sometimes the details matter as well. Thank you for reminding me of that camera. It reminds me really of this flywheel concept, which Jim Collins came up with and and not coincidentally, Jeff Bezos, one of the most strategic thinkers ever, I think in business, really deep dived into very early on. And what you just described, I think, Jason, is for me that the meta concept is more important, something where the output becomes the input, becomes the output. So in other words, it creates organic scaling over time. And this is organic versus paid. What I mean is your business will start to naturally scale without you putting crazy amounts of investor money. It's like the opposite of Uber or Deliveroo grew in Britain, I think 57% revenues last year, and they only made one and a half percent EBITDA loss. I'd be massively disappointed with that because that means you have to put more and more money in to grow it. That's a horrendous business. What you're describing, I think, is very exciting because it naturally organically will tend towards scale if you just do put more money in the front end. Anyway, that's my take. No, it's great because 
you don't have to make a, a, a defining line either between paid or organic when thinking about self-liquidating offers. They can be very organic, to Jason's point. If you want to create a great YouTube content and, and scale into that, you'll eventually be getting paid by YouTube to get people into your top of your funnel and you can point them wherever you want to go ultimately with those videos. So they can go to other funnels, they can go to your email opt-in, they can go to products that you want to sell. So you have that, you have that ability to point them in the right direction. The other thing I would say though, too, is it goes back to my original point is that in order to make self-liquidating offers work, you really need to understand the, the math in your business. Yeah, particularly if you want to try and spend money on it, right? If you want to pay, because the nice thing about pay that we talked about is that you, you can crank up the volume, you can turn it up and you can turn it down. And so if you have it and it's working, and you have a real clear understanding, okay, here's how much it's costing me to, to acquire one of these leads at break even, right? So maybe you have a free, you know, one of the, so for example, let's use Chris's example of a free plus shipping offer on a book. So the book, they come in, they, you're buying the book and it's hopefully covering the cost of the shipping essentially for it. But then maybe there's probably gonna be some upsell component in that funnel in free plus shipping. Excuse me. And so you get the email address, right? Which is one of the primary goals of, I think that's one of the primary goals for self-liquidating lead, right? Is that you have a, a new email address, a new customer that you can send emails to ultimately that you got for free. Because if you look at it, they come in the top of the funnel, they get the email address, they pay for the, the physical product, the book in this scenario. And then there's these one or two upsells or however many you want to build into it. And the goal then for your math is, I may, I probably, I'm going to probably lose money or at least break even ish if someone only buys the book, but I will be making money or at least covering that the cost of the book. Because oftentimes if you charge for like a, a, a book offer, it's $5 or maybe it's eight, eight dollars or nine dollars for free plus shipping if you've tried to ship anything like the size of a book anywhere it's probably going to cost you at least that much and you're going to be looking at looking at spending more if you're sending a physical copy so you need some people to take that upsell component in order for you to actually cover totally cover your cost but so understanding those those math components and where they all fit in to michael's point where he had like his beautiful little visual of showing the funnel and the different pieces of it as soon as you know that number and you start to test it and you're trying and you get that to work, like the amount of money you're spending actually comes out of that funnel. That's when you can start to really try to scale that up because for every dollar you're putting in, you're getting a dollar back. Plus you're getting a custom a paying customer on top of that and the email address of a paying customer. That's beautiful. Like you would you know, put as much money as you possibly could into that, whatever you could afford. I would, yeah, let's put a hundred thousand in because I want a hundred thousand buyers that are ready, that like me, that know, trust me now. And that's pretty powerful. Great. Look, we better bring this thing to a close because we, we promised people hot takes and it's always tempting. There always feels like there's so much more we can discuss, which I'm sure we will in future episodes. So the conclusion of paid versus organic seems to be get yourself a self-liquidating offer uh, funnel built, <laughs> possibly with paid traffic at the front, possibly something else, which is <laughs> we've ended up in an interesting place. Certainly, I, I love this topic. It's something maybe we should deep dive into at another point. Just a quick reminder to people, if you want to find us, we're on the call-in app where we seem to be ranking very nicely organically, talking of organic ranking. So we are out there every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific. And also 
we are going to be there. Jason and I are doing our deep dives there live now as well at 8 a.m. Pacific on Sundays. We are also ranking pretty well on Spotify. It's going up and up all the time. So if you want to join us there, do subscribe to our channel there and do give us a like or love. That'd be fantastic. It just reminds me to say many thanks to our panel. Reverse and en- <laughs> do the intro in-, in the end, which is Chris Green, Jason Miles, and I'm Michael Beasy in London, England, signing off on behalf of the e-commerce leader. Thanks so much for listening. That was the e-commerce leader podcast with Michael Vesey in London, England and Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. If you liked this content, don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast app. For free resources, including PDFs and videos on topics like traffic, products and sales channels, just go to www.theecommerceleader.com. No hyphens, just as it sounds. Thanks so much for listening.